Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're here with an episode called I Feel You. We're going to be talking about some feelings, how me and Wanda process our feelings, how we've grown in the past. Um, and we're going to be playing a little game to talk about how we, um, I guess, deal with conflict. Um, but before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you've got going on. So I haven't really had much happening during this uh this last week and you know we can't really go outside the weather's kind of been cold again it really has been fluctuating between extremely hot weather and extremely cold weather so it's like both times it's hard to be outside during the day so what i have started doing is organizing my house and i might insert some clips and videos of before and afters of what my house looks like now but um there's a lot of junk and I've been slowly buying more baskets and organizational stuff to put all that junk away or at least organize the junk. And my top tip of organization is to throw everything out that you don't need anymore. Um, my mom hates this and she will rifle through what I throw out and pick things back up and start using them again, even though she has never used it in the past. Anyways, I, I'm organizing my kitchen. I bought a lot of Lazy Susan turntables for like my sauces and everything, like the soy sauces and all those things. Um, I'm organizing a few cupboards for like snacks and stuff. I've organized this corner of my house and it's, it's progressing as more and more packages come in. Why are they called Lazy Susans? Poor Susans. Yeah, I know. It's not even alliteration. Like most things are like Chatty Cathy or like... You know, like those type of things, but Lazy yeah, Susan. Lazy, Lazy Liz. Lazy, yeah. Why does it have to be a woman? Lazy Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to change it to Lazy Larry. Yeah. Unless, I mean, like the creator's name was like Susan and it like was this whole thing where she was like, haha, Lazy Susan. That's so funny. Play on my own name, you know? Oh, Susan, why would you do this <laughs> to yourself? Yeah. Um, Anyways. You want to talk about your pillow that you bought that I thought was really funny? <laughs> um, so right before this, uh, right before we started filming, I decided to show Maggie, I guess against my better judgment, that I had decided to buy this giant pillow. Picture here. Um, Maggie thinks that it looks like a dog bed, but all the images on oh. Costco's website is pictures of people on it. And... Only the reviews, some of the reviews say that it is, I bought it for my dog. But, like, it looks like a comfortable beanbag chair-esque thing that is much cheaper than a large beanbag chair. So. Fast forward. Wanda gets a dog. Wanda and her dog lounging together in their beanbag chair. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. Pretty cute. Yeah, like also, that you bought yourself a dog bed is pretty cute too. <laughs> it looks like a giant pillow. Like it's just a giant pillow dog for. Bed. What's the difference between this and a beanbag chair? Um, I guess like not much, but it's not really a beanbag chair. It looks like a pillow. Yeah, but it's like it. You could stand it up, and it it's a chair to sit on. I, it's. I guess. I'm just trying to maximize my comfort here, you know. <laughs> Okay, dog. <laughs> What's your update? Um, I don't really have anything fun going on, but I was asked an interesting question this week. I was asked, would you let Jeff Bezos butt fuck you for a billion dollars? 
And any sane, rational person, I think, would say, yes, of course, it's a billion dollars. Um, and my friend who had asked me this said, hmm, I don't know, because I feel like I would do it, but I need to make sure that I don't feel like dirty after doing this. So I'd have to donate like a million dollars to like some child sex trafficking thing to make sure that 20 other kids aren't getting butt fucked. And I was like, how do you get from like point A to point H like this? There's like no, nothing in between. They're like not connected. You don't have to justify it. It's a billion dollars. Like, yes, Jeff Bezos isn't coming down and be like, I'm either going to butt fuck you or 20 other kids. You decide right now. It's like, no, it's a hypothetical question. And um, Pete Davidson best summarized it in a segment that I will call Pete Davidson is a businessman. I recommend you guys watch it on YouTube. Kind of funny. I think Wanda laughed. Wanda rarely watches like my YouTube videos I send her. So it's great. I feel like you don't. I didn't watch most of them. Like I didn't watch like all of the TikToks you sent me. They just have to be short enough and interesting enough. Yeah, the Pete Davidson one was three minutes. Yeah. So I'm impressed. It. it was funny. I severely enjoyed it. Nice. It was very accurate. Because, like the TLDR, if you don't want to watch it, it's basically like when you were younger, people you would go around with your friends and ask, like, would you? Oh, these are all guys, by the way. Would you go down on a guy for a million dollars? And then the guys would have to pretend and lie and say, no, I wouldn't. But Pete Davidson is like, now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I totally would. If I'm honest with myself, I would do it for less, like $3,000 or something. Um, and then the example he gave me was like, yeah, $30,000. That's a great amount. Like once, like do it twice a year, like fund myself, have fun for my family. Like it's just going down on a guy. I'm like comfortable enough with my sexuality. I don't care, whatever. Um, and I did some research into this. I had asked around, not, <laughs> not Google day. <laughs> I did a focus group. I had asked my brother. I asked um, Gabby's, well, Gabby had asked her friends, guy friends, and Wanda had asked Jordan this. And the overall consensus was that the guys were not super comfortable getting butt fucked by Jeff Bezos. They all felt dirty. One of them said no. It's a billion dollars, guys. A billion. And the only person who said yes was my brother. <laughs> he said, absolutely yes. <laughs> and I said, do you feel like you need to justify it? Like, do you feel dirty? And he said, Okay, but it's a billion dollars. I'm not stupid. And I was like, this is why we're related. This is great. Yeah, I think it's like people really don't understand how much money a billion dollars is. And like when push comes to shove, when you're in that situation, I feel like a lot of people will have trouble saying no. Yeah, and my friend who had asked me the question was like, oh, it's like different for girls. Like, yeah, like you're a straight girl, like whatever. It's like no big deal, a dick inside you. But for guys, it's like, it's weird. It's different. It's a dick. And I was like, okay. If, the, if it was reversed, like, would I go down on a girl for a billion dollars? My answer is still yes. And he's like, no, no, it's not the same. It's a dick. Dicks go inside you. They're different. I mean, this is never going to come to light, so. It like, won't. It... <laughs> <laughs> it won't. Yeah. But still, the billion dollars, guys. This is the only exciting thing going on in my life right now. Great. End of my update. Love it. <laughs> Okay, Wanda, who is your beef or crush of the week? So, uh, my beef of the week, I have been watching Kim's Convenience season five because, you know, I support all shows with a predominantly Asian cast. And two things about this now. So, 
season five, I think the ending was it gave some like finality, I guess, to the show. But apparently they were supposed to have a season six. But what ended up happening was the two co-creators uh, decided to no longer pursue a season six and have moved on to other ventures. The uh, appa, which is father in Korean in the show, said that all the actors have wanted to do a season six because they have felt that the story or the ending of season five left a lot of things unanswered. It didn't provide a perfect conclusion. So he reached out to one of the co-creators being like, hey, like, let's discuss this. Like, we'd really like to do a season six. And the creator ghosted him. Yeah. And he... The creator originally wrote the like character of Appa after this, like after this actor. So like he was the inspiration from the start. He's like this like actor has been doing it from the very beginning, workshop the character, everything, and he just ghosted him. Terrible. Oh my god! Wait, I'm looking up these people now. Inz Choi and Kevin White. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, um, uh, the actor reached out to Ines Choi and he was the one who ghosted him. Which is like, like, you, you're just going to forget, like, the people that have helped you along the way just because now you have maybe bigger and better things to do. Which is like, you have, um, so Simi Liu, he is now in, uh, Ten Rings. Oh he's a marvel and so he has split his time basically during filming of season five to be both filming like 10 rings and as well as um like kim's convenience and he was also back for the like the later episodes of kim's convenience and he was on board even though now he's like considered like pretty famous by like the show standards he said that he never wants to forget that this was like because of this show, he got the exposure that he needed to be able to go to and like start doing a Marvel movie. And he was on board to do a season six still. Aww. And he was like, it just upsets me that the audience doesn't get the like get the ending that they deserve because there's a lot of untold stuff still between like him, the son and the dad, because like the whole premise of the show was basically like he had like a bad childhood and he went to juvie for it. So then like slowly through every single season, they've been kind of like rebuilding that relationship. And like we never really like even now they're kind of civil in season five, but you never really see them like fully like reconnect and like the emotional touchy feely, I guess, part ending that you could have wanted as an audience. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. They didn't get the ending that they. I mean, I guess it's like realistic. Like you never really get a happy ending, but like because it's I like, know entertainment, I want a happy ending. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Like I think the ending of season five is very realistic. There was like I think it ended with them like flipping the convenience store sign closed, and then they walked off saying like like the mom and the dad being like we did a good job. Or something yeah. like that. So it was like, and it was like the store was like the lights were off. So it did have some like final like closing, like it could have been a finale, but it just it left a lot of things still like unanswered. There was like a lot of open. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm gonna say there was a lot of open conflicts, a lot of like next steps that the characters could have taken on season six. Um, 
and the that is never really going to be resolved unless that they pick that up again but the other thing that i'm kind of pissed off about is that this show has one non-korean main cast member and her name is shannon in the show she is getting a spin-off show that is called strays or something like that and firstly why i don't think she was that great of a character i think the main cast was so much better she is the only white character that is part of the main cast and she is the only one that gets the spinoff show she's not even great in the show yeah she's not Oh my god, that's so stupid. What the hell? Yeah. Even Kimchi deserves his own show. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of, so to your, like, humble beginnings story, I feel like that's been, I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of people who have, like, gone back or, like, like tried to hide from their beginnings, but the only one that comes to mind right now is Constance Wu and Fresh Off the Boat. Mm similar thing she was really upset when fresh off the boat was renewed for a season like she went on twitter and was like tweeting and like swearing was like fuck i hate this i'm so mad um and people were like yo what the hell like this is how you got your start this is where you got exposure from and constance Wu was like well i had a lot of projects to work on but i can't because now i'm con- contractually obligated to fresh off the boat and i wish it was canceled I'm like damn girl yikes yeah this is why I support Randall Park way more. Love him. He is also in Marvel. He deserves his own show. Yeah, 100%. I would totally watch a show with Jimmy Woo in it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just feel good show. Definitely watch it. Just know that you might not get at the ending that you want, but you'll still get somewhat of a closure ending type thing. And, you know, you got to support your... Asian actors and actresses. Yeah. Retweet. Yeah. Okay. What's your beef or crush of the week? My beef is me. <laughs> I'm always beefing with myself. I feel like, I don't know, I, I guess because May or something. I don't know if it's like because of the changing weathers, but I feel like very unhinged most of the time. Not unhinged, but I'm like, I need like a proper routine. I'm very, I've been very inconsistent with like, my like I'm I try to be like a very health conscious person and like I like to be active I like to like um I don't know like have fun with my hobbies and stuff but I feel like because I've loosened up a little bit since getting my first vaccine I'm trying to like catch up with like my friends um and like catch up with like getting takeout and food and stuff because I was like oh great like I can like be a little bit more relaxed now let's go like get some food whatever and I'm like, oh, this is messing up my routine. I'm a creature of habit. And if I stray from my routine for too long, it shows in my face because I am breaking out right now like crazy. I have also gained a shit ton of water weight yet again. And I was making so much progress. And again, I feel like I'm falling off the wagon, but this is good. This is called growth. And as long as I notice it, I can go back onto my path and it's okay. But I am, I am sad. I mean, I'm not sad, but I'm like, God damn, Maggie, stop it. Get, get your head in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to, like, fall off the wagon, per se, because it's like, it happens to everybody. But I think the important thing is being able to get back onto the wagon and then continuing what 
you had in the past or like an adjusted version of what you had in, in the past is like what's important yes retweet i'm trying to be nicer to myself i think i have been like pretty nice to myself this year usually like i'm pretty hate myself a lot but lately i think i've been like trying to like myself a little bit more because like i can't let other people hate me i gotta make sure that i'm looking out for me i'm the only person allowed to hate me Ah. <laughs> I don't know if that deserves an awe. Like at first I was like, uh, and then it's like, mm, no. You, you see what I mean? <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, okay. <laughs> Anyways, follow me more for my um, spiraling out of control stories. <laughs> That's what we come here for. Exactly. Yeah, I really hope my face like clears up soon. Moving on to our topic, I feel you. We're going to talk about sadness, anger. Both things that we have felt before. Um, okay, so Wanda, do you think you have a good grasp of your emotions and feelings? I think it's better than it used to be. Um, like, growing up in an Asian household, you do not express emotions. Other than, I guess, maybe like happiness. But most of the time, you're pretty one note kind of thing. Or you're angry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was just my house. <laughs> yeah, basically, you're yeah indifferent or angry, and then so like sadness is like you just don't. Which I mean, now I have more trouble processing emotions because now I have to keep. I bottle everything up, or at least I used to, up until the point where I get so mad or so upset that everything just comes like flowing out, and that usually happens like once every few years. Um, but now it takes it still takes me a while to like. I guess process things so better but not perfect but getting there nice what about you uh i think i'm pretty similar i think like well i grew up in like a pretty i think big household i guess and um yeah we were because it was like mostly male dominated too and as we know men have a kind of a difficult time expressing emotions and society does not really except that men have emotions. So they try to be like macho, suppress their emotions. My younger brother is like a little bit more emotional. He was kind of a crybaby when we were younger. So we always had like someone to pick on. So like, if you cried or something in the family, they'd be like, oh, you're trying to be like Nikki? Like you're not <laughs> trying to be like him? So like, we all made a point not to cry or like we hide it from each other, that kind of thing. And yeah, I think it took me like a very, very long time to open up and to like feel like I can be emotionally vulnerable with people and I think that made it kind of difficult to make friends or make like very close friends like it was easy to make shallow surface level friends and then along the way you kind of see that it like backfires in a way and that it like it, it doesn't make you happy and you're like oh I, I have so much things to talk about I need to talk about this with someone and then now you're like oh okay this is how it should be yeah, this is why I constantly say that like we weren't that close in high school. Like I feel like we were friends, but I feel like it was still very surface level. And I don't feel like we were anywhere as close as we are now. This is fair. So stop adding me about saying that we weren't that close. <laughs> you and Gabby were close. And I was like, I hung out with both of you way more than you guys hung out with each other. Yeah, but the thing is, I think Gabby um, like talked to me about more things. Versus, like, you would not 
be that like over like, you wouldn't share that much about your life yes that's fair because i was like it's none of your business it's my stuff Leave me, me too same <laughs> exactly the same way in high school where i was like i don't enjoy sharing that much about my life and i'm still very much a private person yeah i would say you are i feel like i overshare way more to you than you share to me I I judge how much you share, and then I share half as much as you share. <laughs> no, I want I want the dirty stuff. Share everything. That's what I like. I love it when people overshare. Because I overshare. I I like it when people overshare too, but not necessarily yeah. because I overshare. Oh, I feel like I overshare way too much. Like if I really get to know you and I'm oversharing a lot, that means that means I love you. That means we're like the best of friends. Oh, if I share anything with you, it means we're the best of friends. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast, everyone out there, we're super tight. Yeah. So on the topic of anger, um, I've never really seen you get super angry before, but how do you process anger? Um, I, it, <laughs> um it usually comes out as like shouting like i'm not very like i'm not like a physically angry person um so like if i get i'm like realistically the only people i ever so in my family my mom always says that i am the like i have the worst temper of, like my entire family and which is insane because like <laughs> not even gonna go <laughs> not even gonna go there about my parents but she says i have the worst temper and i'm the most stubborn so um she says that i can get angry very easily but they are the only people that i really ever raise my voice at and that's usually the extent of my anger i rant but that's not really considered like i guess that's kind of angry yeah so I get out a lot of my anger through like ranting and like telling a bunch of people about like how someone has wronged me or something has wronged me. And that's probably like stage one of anger. Like stage five is like me starting to yell at people, which has never happened outside of my family. There's like a thing where it's like you're, you have like different versions of yourself. So at least like the version of you with your family is like different than how you are with your friends. But also if you have a family in the future one day, do you think you're going to get to that level of anger too? No, I don't think so. I think it's like, I don't think that they would ever push my buttons as much as my parents do. This is fair. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want to say that because I feel like kids are just, they're just wild cards. It's easy to say things now until you, it actually happens. Exactly. We're, we're, we're woke enough to know this. Like yeah. Kids are <laughs> yeah. And no shame for raising your voice ever at your kid because, like, they could be little shits and we completely understand that. If you need us to raise our voice at your kid, you let us know. <laughs> like, what do you do when you're really angry? Do you have any coping mechanisms? Um, I usually go to the gym. I think so. No, I okay. So for sadness, I think I go to the gym, but for anger, I just rant. Like my number one thing is to get it all out, get, tell as many people until I feel like I've told enough people. And I don't want like suggestions. I don't want like, hey, calm down. I just want you to listen to why this person has wronged me and be like, yeah, like how terrible, like that bitch or something like that. Like that's all I want. Who says calm down? Oh my God. You see, like, I've, no one's ever said it to me, but I've also very much, like, explicitly stated that if you say calm down, 
my anger that like was all directed towards this other thing is all going to be directed towards you and then some yeah this is true yeah do you cope with anger no i think i'm pretty similar to you like i think i'm a person that like i need to figure out my thoughts i think i go through a lot of phases with anger like Okay, if I'm like super, super angry, then I just like shut everyone out. And I'm like very like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I'm in a bad mood. Like I will, I will do things alone. Like, please do not message me. Please do not talk to me. That's how like angry I am. I think that's like the final stage of my anger. And then it's like when I'm in the middle of processing it is when like I want to talk to everyone and get their opinions and see how, see what they thought and see if I did anything wrong. Mostly I want to see like if they if they side with me. That's that's mostly what I want out of it, but I will accept it if I am in the wrong. I yeah, I like I agree with that. Also, um going back to like the friendship episode, we kind of played that game where it was like I think you had a question where you were like, what do I do when I'm angry? And I think Gabby said, "Oh, you just like you don't talk to them." And you're like, no. <laughs> That's like my final stage. <laughs> you were not clear. Yes, this is this is true. I don't know what I do when I'm like normally angry. I think I just, yeah, with my family, I just show with at my friends. Then I'm usually just like, I need to talk about it with someone to to voice that. Oh, because I have this thing when I'm angry. I'm like, what exactly am I angry at? And I need to talk to people to figure out what exactly it is. I can point it down and try to see like how I can communicate this to this person like hey you need to stop doing this this made me upset or like um like I I did something wrong but like I need to fix something like I'm, I need to try to figure out what words make sense because again I know very little English I need to figure out what the right words are uh-huh also you a few episodes back i wanted to go into writing i wanted to be a teacher i really liked english <laughs> i will draw pictures uh i don't i don't really know how i cope i think i have a really great support system though like people who are willing to listen to my rants thanks wanda <laughs> people willing to yeah to really like listen to me i think i think that's what's really good like i have like designated people who are there to hear me out and I think that's really good too. Um, and you're right, working out. And I have this playlist on Spotify. Feel free to follow me, but it's kind of an angsty emo music. And I feel like listening to it like really helps me like kind of chill out a little bit. It's like a pretty good playlist. Like I sing along to it. Like it's angry. It makes me feel good. Yeah. It's you just produce more happy. What's that like Elle Woods quote from um, Legally Blonde? Oh, happy people don't kill other people. Yeah, but something with like exercise, like if you exercise, like people who exercise, like exercise produces endorphins and endorphins make you happy and happy people don't just kill people or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But basically that. <laughs> yeah. Also, my place is called um, We'll Pay You to Kill Me. Also, Maggie's okay. Please don't take that literally. Yes. yes. <laughs> All my playlists have kind of sad names. Um, but like, feel free to follow me on Spotify. Um, yeah, that's funny. So what did you used to do when you were younger? Like when you get angry? I just like 
not talk to people like i would just like shut down or i just like respond back like very angrily like i would just be like i would ice people out like i think that was like outside of my like family it'd just be like i'd ice people out like i just would not speak to you i would like not try to solve the problem whatsoever i like could not function um and that like i could not function that way it was mostly just about like you've wronged me now uh you need to claw yourself back into my good graces yeah <laughs> i mean yes even though i said it's my final stage i feel like that final stage is me reflecting like me needing to be in self-isolation to understand my emotions not the whole they need to claw their way back in i'm better I'm now <laughs> what do you think changed um i think it was just mostly realizing that it was not productive so all the productivity with you eh? <laughs> like it's just like it doesn't solve anything um like eventually like i would eventually get over it like i would forgive but not forget um but it just like i don't know like it just seemed like the internet also told me i was like it was wrong to do that and i didn't want the internet to be right about me <laughs> nice do you think what you do now is healthy i think healthier like i don't think it's the healthiest of like coping mechanisms like ideally um i think the process like i would like to get to a point where i'd be like okay i'm angry like figure out why i'm angry and then immediately be able to like what you do like isolate the problem try to solve that problem speak to that person who may have caused the problem and be able to talk about why it was an issue or what they did and how to solve it like i really want to be more solutions oriented rather than just like letting the pain or anger fester inside of me oh that's good i feel that did you do would you do anything differently uh i don't know like in a ideal scenario so i have my feeling stage and i have like that solutions oriented stage right the feeling stage i feel like takes up a lot of my time like I need like a day to process this to either be by myself and think about this to work out or rant about this with friends until I hit that solution stage where I want to talk about it with that person and I feel like the feeling stage maybe takes a little bit too long like a day I feel like is a little too long but like no rush on anyone else like take all the time you need I feel like for me like a day is like too long because I want to hit that solution stage quick because again I'm a people pleaser and like back to your product productivity point, I feel like when I'm mad at people, like it stresses me out. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me feel like, like I have something missing in my life and I'm like, I don't feel at peace with myself. Like I'm not happy if I'm angry at someone. Um, and so I really want to like get to the end of the, I want to like solve this problem quickly, like get it over with. Yeah. And I think like, you know, those like corporate structure, like process change management models, like that, they, like every single corporate, we should have one of those for like processing anger, you know? <laughs> Think how much better we would operate if we had one of these. Yeah, just like as long as you structure your life, like you're a corporation or you're like an enterprise, like, great. <laughs> exactly, great, that's, that's how I wanna follow everything. And I would send this chart to other people too, be like, hey, I know you're angry right now, but like, take a look at this chart. See where you are here and see how like we can help you uh capitalism takes over again <laughs> i agree too like what i do now is like a little bit healthier than what i used to do i think yeah when i was younger if you if i was angry at you i would just like ignore you 
I like did not want to talk to you until I, and I did not want to focus on the solution either. I would just not talk to you until I had forgiven you. And then I didn't want to talk about the problem. And I was like, okay, let's move on. Why do you want to talk about this? I'm going to keep going with moving forward with my life. Like you're embarrassing yourself. Yeah, I think a big part of it is being afraid of confrontation. And I think I am still scared of confrontation when it has to do with like feelings and stuff. Like that's icky to me, which it shouldn't be because feelings are very normal and it's okay to go through them with someone else. But like inside, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. Like it just makes me uncomfortable to have to confront you about this. But like I'm getting there. I think it's easy. Okay, it's not easy, but I think it's better to be angry at a person than it is to be angry at yourself. Yeah. I've had weeks where I've been so angry at myself and there's nothing I can do about it. I don't know how to get to the solution stage. I'm just so angry at myself and I hate myself. What do you do? Sorry. What do you do to like get over that? Um, I've, uh, I've never been angry at myself. Oh, okay, cool. I'm normal. (laughs) Um, which I don't know if that's abnormal of me, but I've never, like, it's always been, which I feel like is bad. It's always something else or someone else's problem. Like, it's never my fault, which, like, not to the extreme. Like, I do, like, I do take faults in, like, some things. Like, oh, like, I shouldn't have done that. Or, like, that was, like, an accident or something like that. But, like, I get over my own faults and issues more quickly. Like, I don't, like to I guess like think about it for more than a few days because it stresses me out like I don't let it fester and I just slowly for, like forgive and forget most forget yeah it's true. Forget too. yeah like it's just like it's hard to process it when when it's yourself like if it's not something that you can change then it's just like you just eventually have to like think about other things and you just have to slowly I guess forget about it yeah that's fair Don't be angry with yourself. There's other people to be angry at. <laughs> Some good advice. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm as angry as myself now. I think I was always angry at myself, like when I was younger, like going through the motions. I think <laughs> puberty. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like just just forgetting, and I think like trying to be easy on yourself. Like I would always like self-critique everything I did like any little motion I did anytime I went out and did like a social thing I would go back home and I'd have to like reflect on every little wrong thing I did and how I could improve for next time and I feel like that was very extreme of me um to the point where like I just like tried not to go outside because I was like no no no. I'm gonna like self-critique myself so much I can't do this um and now it's like I think I'm older and now I'm like I'm trying not to get into my own head about things and like self-love comes down to it I think blind confidence also helps a little bit. Ooh, before you go out, you should uh, work out, get more testosterone, and then go out because then you'll feel less likely to critique yourself and more like you rule the world. Hmm. This is good advice. I will do this. Plus, it gets you to work out. So nice. Win win. Win win is right. Okay, moving on to sadness. Do you process it similar to anger? What's different? Um, I think I shut down more when it's sadness. Um, Like I need to, like this is very much more of like, I don't really talk to people about it at first. Like, because, you know, first stage of my anger was like ranting. Um, But 
for sadness it's more of like i need to process it a lot of it internally being like why am i sad what is the cause of this because i can't figure it out at first sometimes i'm just sad i'm like why like something happened but i can't exactly reason it out so like the best things for me to do is usually be like alone with my thoughts and the best places to do that is usually the gym for me um it just doesn't really work the same at home i don't know why but being able to work out alone has been really helpful like usually by the middle of the workout or by the end i can usually figure out why i'm sad and then talk to the person about it which is like there's more of a lull i guess in between like sadness and anger like sadness it's more of my own thing i process it on my own anger is usually like other people help me get there yeah i actually feel that this is very similar to me um kathy recently suggested that i take up journaling to help me process my sadness um, which I think it's pretty good too. Um, I think I'm kind of lazy though with writing. Um, and I'm afraid to type it out because I don't want to be hacked and for the world to read my thoughts. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm completely the same way too. I need like time to process this internally. And then when I'm in that solutions oriented stage is when I want to talk to other people and figure out again, exactly what words describe how I'm feeling and why exactly I am sad and how do I stop it? Yeah, I think journaling for me would be like too personal. Like I think it's too intimate and I don't want to be that intimate with myself. But like props to like, I think it's a really good tool as well. Yeah, I think it's great. But I find that like I ramble a lot. Like once I start journaling, I'm like, oh, wait, I have actually more things to add. And then I'm just there for an hour writing. Which is like, sometimes it's good. Like, I think that's like a good way to get like everything out kind of thing. But like, I think for me, I'm more of a visual person. So I like um imagining scenarios inside of my head and then using that to be like oh that's the reason why yeah did you have anything else to like add on to my thoughts do you have anything similar different no like actually pretty similar i think we we process it very similarly um i think i'm i'm less of a i think like when i'm thinking it by myself though i tend to overthink a lot and jump to conclusions but I find that it's actually way better for me to, again, have my support system and talk to them about like, like voice out exactly like what I'm feeling, kind of ramble a little bit, like rant and get their opinions on how I'm doing, get their opinions on like what, what I'm feeling right now. Am I, am I validated in my feelings? That kind of thing. Um, what would you suggest for someone who doesn't have like a support system in place? Um, I would say therapy is a great option, but I know it's very expensive. So what I would suggest is using the notes app on your phone, just writing out everything, typing it out, um, and then read it over to yourself or like play it. There's an option. I think where you can have it like read out the notes to you. And I think that way, like just kind of like feel it out. Like you can kind of understand it from a third party almost. Um, and I don't know I feel like reading it back like kind of helps you better understand like your emotions and better understand like why exactly you're feeling this way and and maybe you you'll have kind of a clear mind on what you can do to get out of this like be solutions oriented about it yeah and there's often times where it's just like oh make sure you eat first make sure you like um like before you make like a major decision or something eat yeah. sleep and all that stuff but like yes. I don't I don't <laughs> yeah don't make decisions when you're sleep deprived <laughs> but i'm the type that doesn't like i don't like going to bed angry like i think like i i'm that pessimistic person where i'm like what if that person or what if i die in my sleep oh god jesus 
So like I always like like to solve things even if it's like oh it's the middle of the night. Like I like to solve them before going to bed. Yeah, I feel that. Then I get stressed out and then I wake up stressed out again. Yeah. It's just much better sleep. Yeah. I don't need to go to sleep sad. <laughs> um how often do you cry? It really depends on what I'm watching I guess my general mood like sometimes you just have like days where it's just like oh, I could go for a nice cry or just like you're more of like you're more emotional and anything can trigger it really but um it's been I think it, I think it's been a while um, exactly when you last cried <laughs> I do not I do not track this <laughs> uh, the crying app is where I track my last cries no like I, I it's been a while like maybe like I teared up at something oh I guess like the friends reunion I thought that was like pretty emotional I didn't cry per se but like oh I was close yeah I was very close when it started playing I was like oh god I'm gonna cry yeah that's what I thought too I did not but it was it was cute yeah um how often do you cry uh well I know the date of when I last cried but like you made fun I, of me for it. You're like, you know the exact date, and you're like, actually, my exact date was. I know my exact date now. Well, only because like, it was like, yeah, like I just knew what it was. Um, because like stuff happened that day, and I was like, oh yeah, this happened that day, and then I cried that day. Um, but I think like usually not that often. Like maybe I do get an urge to cry like once every other month because of my period, though. Like I'm very emotional leading up to it. And like I'm very sensitive, I think, or just days where I'm like, I need to cry right now. And like YouTube things on what I want to cry. Or I have a list of things ready or movies that I want to watch too. But I will share that in a bit. Um, but yeah, I don't think I've it's been very rare that I've cried on something that I don't I don't know. Okay. Sorry, I'm just rambling right now. But I don't know if it's like I'm crying because I'm genuinely sad or crying because it's synced up to my period and why I need to justify that it's because of my period. I think it's it goes back to my family because like you don't want to be the crybaby so you need something to blame it on and I just want to blame it on my period for some reason and you do it a lot too like every single time you're like they almost go like hand in hand for you I think like every time you talk about it like even when you're asking me the question right you're like like how like you ask them like back to back so yeah. like you very much I guess link crying to like your period yeah, like I want something to blame. I don't yeah. want it to be on my feelings. Gross. Mm -hmm. Maggie, stop that. <laughs> Have you cried tears of not sadness, like happiness, um, anger um, for the meme? Um, for the meme. <laughs> I can cry on cue. <laughs> Uh, I think I for anger, like if you go back to when me and my and Maggie were going to get a divorce because we were fighting, like we literally said, like when we get when both of us get too angry, it ends up being like crying because it's like I don't know why that happens to. It's one of the things that I hate most about myself. So, me too. I think what it is is like I have so many thoughts right now surging through, and I can't find the right words to properly explain why I'm mad. Yeah, and then. I mad and it's all like bottled up and the only way it can come out is through tears hate it yeah. i'm not like a pretty crier either like i'm like i got really mm. snotty so the worst when you hiccup oh yeah 
I don't think I, yeah. I think it like it's, I, <laughs> if I hiccup once in a day, I will hic hiccup continuously throughout the day. Like I'll stop for a bit and then I'll come back a few hours later. So hiccuping is one of the worst things for me. Oof. Fun fact. I think it's something when I'm crying. It's like the worst because I'm like, no, I am coherent right now. I just can't get it out. Yeah. <laughs> can't even speak. I, yeah, pretty much. I run through like so many tissues because it's just like my eyes are leaking, my nose is leaking, like everything's leaking, and I'm just like a mess. So we talked about like what you do when you're sad. Do you think what you do is healthy? I mean, it could be healthier. Like I feel like I should never I think people should never be like, oh, like what I do is completely healthy. I think it's like there's always room for growth. And mm -hmm. like being able to admit that is something that is good. So while I do think it is healthier than I was before, I think it could be healthier, just like my uh, anger process model. Nice. Sweet, sweet. I you? feel that too. No, exact same way for me. I don't think what I do is perfect. I think there's always room for improvement. And I think like it's probably going to change in the next 10 years anyways. Um, but as of right now, like I'm okay with this. I don't know how to change it. Yeah. If you have any advice for how we can process it better, let us know. And then we will try to do include this into our change management chart. Yeah, we're going to brand it. We're, actually, the next step for us is to go into corporate coaching. And we're going to use our branded chart to uh, counsel and go through uh, corporate restructuring. You know, I think I kind of like it when I'm like, not when I'm actually like angry, but in the final stages when I'm processing my anger, because then I'm like, I learned something about myself. Mm, growth. Because I'm like, oh, this is what like triggered me like this is what made me upset like how am I going to approach this differently next time like what do I do to avoid the situation for next time and I think like that's kind of cool in a way I like learning about myself I'm very narcissistic that way yeah I feel that um like I love doing personality quizzes and I feel like that ties directly hand in hand in that I love making people do personality quizzes because I like learning about people too yeah also fair um do you think how we process things is going to change when we are 30 or like 35, like 10 years from now? Yeah, I think so. Because I think by then, like, knock on wood, but I would like to think that I would have like a family at that point, like 35, um, maybe a significant other, I don't know, but for sure kids. Um, so I'm like, I think like how I process things will be very different. I think I... I can't necessarily like cut people out or like self-isolate when I have kids. I feel like that would be very difficult to do. And probably someone would call CPS on me. Um, and yeah, I'm very curious to see how I would do this in 10 years. Maggie, in 10 years, um, watch this and do edit on TikTok. If TikTok is still around, obviously. I think it's like, you know how like Billie Eilish did like an interview or like a Vogue or Vanity Fair interview um, every single year like where she answered the exact same questions? I think it'd be cool to do a lot of the same things like maybe like 10 years from now just to see how things have changed. Yeah, that would be cool. Aw. If we're Cute. still around. <laughs> okay. What are our top things to have a good cry about. So, okay. do you have your list? 
Yeah, I have it in my head. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. I had to write mine down. Um, mine is uh, Coco, the Pixar movie. If you do not cry, you're a sociopath at Jordan. Um, he didn't cry. He did he not cry. Like okay. So I cried so hard at the ending and he like this was his second time seeing it and I think he did not shed a tear either time and he was like yeah like he's like I see it I understand why it's sad it just it's not something I would cry about I'm like I was like am I the weird one like it like and then I surveyed like a bunch of people and like literally like reddit like friends everyone was like that movie got me bawling and I was like okay so he's the weird one mm-hmm were they female or men who like said they both oh yeah Adam Dorn, yeah exactly like a lot of the like especially on reddit like a lot of the comments were like male they were like yeah i'm a guy and that movie made me ball like a baby yeah. wait the ending made you cry it was the be- like the part where like charlotte is like protecting carrie and like yells at mr big made me cry coco no, in Sex in the City. Oh, I said Coco. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't... <laughs> of, the, of Sex in the City made you cry? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah. no, like, I said Coco, the Pixar movie. Oh my god, I thought you were talking about Sex in the City. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coco, the Pixar movie made oh. me cry. Be- like, okay. the ending of Coco. It was sad, right? Okay, that didn't make me cry. Sight, but I threw it up, but like I didn't cry. But like Sex in the City you did? Yeah, that made me cry like a baby. Oh my god. You're you're both of you. This is why when Jordan took the Maggie or Wanda quiz, he was a Maggie. This makes sense. It was a good movie, but like I didn't cry. I was like I was like, yeah, I would understand if I cried, but I didn't. Mm, I would have understood it more if you did. And I guess you kind of spoiled the next one, which is the wedding scene in Sex and the City, which I guess is kind of different for you because you like the um, the part with Charlotte protecting Carrie, which is still kind of, eh. Wait, was this the part where, like, she meets him on the street or is this part immediately afterwards, like, in the limo? In the limo. Oh, okay, cool. So still the wedding scene. Yeah, still the wedding scene. Okay. Um, the other ones are the Thai life insurance commercials. You can find them on YouTube. When I was younger, that shit made me cry. Like, oh my god. Um, Still? I haven't watched them in a while, actually, so I have no idea. Um, I have you? I haven't watched them recently, but they never made me cry. Are you serious? It was so sad, some of them. Yeah. And I didn't like watching them because you of that. Sociopath. Okay, I, I I need to know your list now. Okay, wait. So my last thing is the song Mockingbird by Eminem. Like, if you really listen to the lyrics, which I normally don't, it's very sad and it talks about his life and everything. And I was at the gym and I was like tearing up at the gym and I'm like, oh my god. Like I would put on Eminem because I was like, I want something like, um, to pump me up, like, and all of that. And then this song came on and I was like, oh. This is very sad, and I cannot cry here because that would be very weird because there's only 10 of us in the gym, and they'd be like, oh my god, is she okay? Imagine, like, crying while you're working out. 
Are you okay? Is that too heavy? <laughs> yeah, just really feeling the burn, you know? Like, you're not really working out, like, strong enough unless you're crying. So funny. What is your uh, list? It's kind of a stupid list. I, okay, so I only really cry when I'm, like, I'm in the mood for it. Like, it has to be, like, when I was when I'm alone. Um, I haven't talked to anyone for, like, a long time. Like, a, like eight hours or something. I, like, I'm really, like alone in my head that is when I'm in the mood to cry um number one is yes Sex and the City that scene makes me cry actually there's no order to it it just randomly makes me cry um another one is A Walk to Remember that movie always makes me cry um another one is um okay so if you're YouTube um top saddest tv show moments there's one where um <laughs> I met your mother Marshall or Lily tells Marshall that his dad died and he's like, I'm not ready for this. Oh, makes me cry like a baby. Um, another one. Um, well, I essentially added it to my list, but I never really cried from it. Um, it was when you told me that Matt and Jordan like love each other so much. And Matt bought Jordan like a laptop. And like Matt like just cares for Jordan so much. It's so sweet. Like they love each other so much. It's so beautiful. Your uh, love. A pure sugar daddy commercial. Uh, sugar daddy relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that's so beautiful. You don't see that that often. <laughs> um, um, wait. So, a walk to remember makes you cry, but you laughed at me for because the notebook made me cry. Notebook is stupid. Notebook is not. It's the same concept. <laughs> is it? Is it the same concept? I think it is. It's not. It's stupid. I stand by what I said. I've watched Notebook at least three times to try to see if I could get a single teardrop both times. All three times. I was like, this is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. I don't know how, but I constantly, like, the first time I watched it, I did not know the plot twist. And I'm not going to spoil the plot twist, even though probably everyone has seen it already. But I did not know. And the fact that, like, when that happened, I was like, holy shit. And then I started crying. And then, like, what happened at the end, I was, like, crying. Like, just, you know, it's so sad. So the first time... I saw that movie. I was watching it with Sally, and we both kind of laughed at the ending. How dare you? Walk to Remember is not like it's just it's more of a trope. I don't know why it makes me. It's the OG though. But no. Mm. Mm. Well, it was my OG. <laughs> Wait a second. It's it's my OG, and also what else makes me cry? Oh, sometimes K dramas will make me cry. They used to make me cry a lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of, yeah, I remember that. There was like a few, when I was in my K drama phase, like, oof, tears. So many tears. So many tropes, too. Fall I know for they're it all every time. Like, we saw this coming. Why am I still crying about it? Yeah. Hate it. Good list. What makes nice. you cry? The audience. Yeah, let us know. Um, send us things your way um i have a couple more that i'm not willing to share but like send us yours i'm not willing to share with the with the public audience yeah those are your private crying things if yeah. you share it with the audience it's no it's everyone will use them and it'll yeah. feel dirty but i'm not allowed to cry to it it's my list <laughs> um what have you learned recently about yourself and like about how you deal with emotions um not a lot uh i have them um i still don't love them and yeah, i want to get rid of them yeah 
make me like a stone cold like psychopath like american what is that american psycho type thing what american psycho yeah like less extreme i guess but like you know the beginning of american psycho Mm. with like the skincare routine and everything that's what (laughs) um yeah like i think it's like i'm getting better at processing them like it's hard because it's like when you come from a childhood where your parents don't really tell you that they love you and you like but you see it on tv so then you're like wait a second like what is normal like is the parents telling you that they love you normal or is like what your parents doing like i don't know my parents just did not show a lot of emotions and like really ridiculed me for like showing emotions outside of anger and like indifference kind of thing so it's like trying to get over that um and then like reprogram like i'll still never cry in front of them like that's one of my like I try my best like not to but I think it's like more heartbreaking now to cry in front of them because it's like oh you're so old yeah like why are you crying kind of thing and it's like what upset you but um I still refuse to do it and it's just it makes me uncomfortable and like showing other emotions with them makes me uncomfortable but I think with other people like I'm getting better so I guess like I have to work on that relationship with my parents yeah um I feel like the exact same way though I mean at first I was always like kind of weird and I know like my friends growing up would kind of like call me out like oh you don't say your mom doesn't say I love you to you like you don't say I love you to your mom like you guys must not like like each other like that's so toxic and and like I kind of agreed with them for a little bit but then I was like wait but there's like love languages like there's so many different ways that they show affection and love for me it's not like words like we don't need words in our family like like acts of service it's like what things like my mom does for me that shows she loves me um and now like I still like don't really like it when we have to say that to each other like she'll say that like once every few years and I'm still like don't say that but it's it like it's different when I hear other people say that to their parents I'm like oh oh my god I want to do that to my kids but like I understand like love languages are a thing um yeah, no, um, I agree with everything you said, though, but I, I still need to work on that. If I see my mom cry, though, I will cry. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's actually a really good point about the love languages. Like, I guess I never, like, really thought about it like that. Like, now that, like, while you're talking, I was kind of just, like, reflecting about, like, my parents' love language. And I think my dad is, like, uh, gifts, like, how he shows, like, love is through, like, getting people things and like bringing things home and stuff and like I think my mom's is like acts of service which is like pretty Mm -hmm. similar to mine as well so it's just like "Hmm, that's interesting like I I never really thought about it like that and I think that's really a good point to like bring out yeah like Asian parents like we don't we don't like to even Asians in general we don't like to see things I Mm -hmm. think I'm still very comfortable like when people express a lot of emotion to me yeah, where it's like, I don't even think words of affirmation is one of, like, I think it's one of my bottom few. Um, yeah, same with me. <laughs> I mean, I still want it, though. Like, and in, in all my relationships, I think I it's still something that I want. It's just not high up there. Yeah, and I think, like, I, uh, maybe a lot of it was to how we are raised. Like, for example, I think Jordan's words of affirmation is slightly, like, it's higher than mine. Mm-hmm. So, 
like maybe it's because like his mom said like i love you every time he left the house and he would say it back kind of thing right yeah Hmm, interesting theory to run you should do research so that's on my list of jordan and his mom interact that's so sweet let's talk about conflict you i mean we talked about this we kind of touched on this like we both kind of hate confrontation what do you do when you're in a conflict is it similar to how you approach anger like give me paint me a picture okay me and you get into a fight we have a disagreement over how we want to run this podcast what do you do oh god this is very real (laughs) can we make it less personal um me and you we want to get food i want to get something else you want to get something else um this is an easy solution uh, is it (laughs) we get our own thing and we share oh okay good oh my god see i i i think that's a perfect solution and i don't want to roast jordan but (laughs) but usually it ends up one of us compromising and i'm like but like exactly it's like why not get both and it's like usually because like he doesn't want to make the trip to two places but i'm like why not have both of us be happy anyways i think that's a great solution we should just date instead (laughs) honestly yes my love language is like sharing food yeah and i I completely agree with that nice okay we dealt with conflict (laughs) (laughs) um okay fine let's go back to the podcast one um I would let me I would listen to your opinion. I think like ultimately my best case scenario is coming to oh, I actually did this. Like I took a negotiations class during my MBA and like I did one of those like tests to be like how would you like there's like different like there's like collaborating, like compromising, um avoiding like the different ways to deal with like conflict and stuff. And I think my number one was collaborating. So I think like we try to come to like a mutual understanding, which is usually like talking it out um because we both care about the outcome of this situation. Like we both are impacted by it and we both for the podcast to continue, we both have to be happy about the way that it's continuing or one of us is going to drop out. Um, so I think it's like trying to listen to your thoughts and coming to a best case scenario that, or like an innovative solution. I hate this. I'm just talking like it's just businessy words. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like collaborating, which in hand sometimes leads to like compromising such that both of us are happy. Um, I don't know, like, because it's something that like, it affects us both. It's not something that I would avoid. Like there are certain cases where I'm still avoiding dealing with certain conflicts. Um, and I'm still avoiding two years later. (laughs) So like, it really, it really depends on what the situation is. It's like, if I can get away with avoiding it and it's not going to affect me realistically, like immediately, then I will avoid it. If it affects me immediately, then I will collaborate slash compromise. Um, there are very little times where it's like a conflict I will deal with like head on where I'm like hey I'm right you're wrong and you're gonna fix this for me what about you um I don't know I think it's it's like similar like I 
I think I'm pretty similar to you too with how we deal with things emotionally. Like a conflict is also one of those things that I feel are similar. Um, I don't have conflict in a while, but like I see it if it's with another person. I see it like we're both trying to reach the same solution here. Like we both want to be happy. And I don't think, I mean, no, it depends on what the problem is. You're right. But I think it's just like either compromise or I don't know, we both should be happy. Tricky. I've had a lot of conflict in my life recently because I haven't really seen a lot of people. And like when we do talk, it's all virtual. Let me on quick game of would you rather? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have to explain how the game works. No. Okay, cool. Would you rather? Okay, Wanda, would you rather never be able to express your emotions or be unable to hide them? Never be able to express them. Do I have to say why? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess, like, because I feel like women still are still, like, chastated by emotions and stuff. Like, for example, the whole, like, a few weeks ago, Doug Ford came on TV and he started crying because he was apologizing for reopening too early. And if this was a woman, she would be canceled. Her, like, political career would be ruined. So me being the person who wants to slowly move up the corporate ladder, if I constantly could not hide any of my emotions... I would never make it anywhere. So in the end, you know, psychopaths are rewarded by me never showing any emotion. But um, me being a woman, if I could not hide my emotion, I feel like that's just like, I'm never going to get promoted and I'm never going to end up anywhere. Sorry, unfortunately. That's fair. Um. No, it's kind of tricky because like I think I'm pretty good at hiding my emotions already but I feel like it would be a whole new world to be unable to hide them like to show every emotion on your face mm-hmm. I feel like I I respect those people more it's like they're very clear like I don't I don't have any ambition to go into politics so I'm okay with this I but I don't think, either <laughs> I think it's just like I like those people like managers or like people I look up to who are very clear, like very easy to read, very under- easy to understand. Like, oh, they don't like this. I know right away. Like I have to readjust. So I, I kind of like the being able to, being unable to hide your emotions. Like, why Wait. do I have to hide my emotions? I want to unveil them to the world. Everyone nice. should should revolve around me. <laughs> I think my whole thing would be like, what if I would just like start crying in the middle of a meeting and be like, oh God. Then they'll know that I was not happy with their idea. (laughs) (laughs) That is is fair. I like that. Okay. Um, Yeah, all around me, guys. (laughs) Would you rather never deal with conflict or constantly have to confront people? Oh God, both are horrible. Like, I do want to deal with conflict because, like, again, conflict stresses me out and I want to get to the solution stage. But I don't want to have to keep being that person who confronts them. That's so annoying. Uh, I, you know what? Maybe, like, I don't have a lot of conflict. So maybe I'll, I'll be the person who has to constantly confront people. What if you do have a lot of conflict? Like, me as a person right now, I don't have that much conflict with people. But what if you had more? chaotic am i getting in this type of scenario <laughs> i'm crying in meetings and I have so conflict. i'm a hot mess 
I mean, I, I like, I agree with you. I think I'd rather, I think it'd get easier. I feel like the more you confront people, the easier you would get and the better you'd be like tailoring how you say things. So like, I think I would choose that option. Yeah. I think like your communication skills will be like through the roof. Yeah. It'd be like those like really like on TV when someone like says something like says negative feedback to someone, but somehow they spin it such that it's so positive, but then they still work on the negative yeah. feedback. You know, when like the shows too, like there's so many like TV show episodes where like they could have easily like avoided this whole problem if they just talked about it. If they just confronted the other person it's like, hey, did you mean this? Think of how many problems and how much time they would have saved. Every episode of Modern Family, basically. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Right when, like, I was just waiting to say Modern Family because, like, when, like, Jordan and I were watching it, I was like, oh, like, another episode where it's miscommunication, where, like, if they just talked to each other, there would be no episode. Yeah, basically. That's so funny. We're in the same wavelength there. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Just like we're slowly morphing into one. Actually, Maggie said something really clever the other day, which was kind of self-deprecating, but you know, like we're both sharing one brain cell. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) No, which is why I said something very clever. That's funny. Okay, would you rather be angry or sad all the time? This is a horrible question. (laughs) I know I wrote these, but now I like I don't I don't know how to answer this question. I, I'm trying I to think. Either. I think angry because when I'm angry, I think I'm more extroverted, and I think that would be more beneficial to me than when I'm sad, where I'm more introverted. Not to say that being introverted is bad at all. I'm just saying like I think it would just benefit me more. This is actually a really good point. I think. Um. Like the whole introvert extrovert thing like when I'm not that it's introverted but like when I'm sad like I need to be alone or like a lie down to process things I'm way less productive when I'm sad I'm more productive when I'm angry because I want things to get things done out of revenge or spite yeah exactly yeah like the anger kind of fuels you a little bit to yeah, yeah. but like I can't run on anger for that long because it's like yes it fuels me but it's like short fuel so basically, we'll live a very short life. Yeah, pretty much. I think angry people are also sad too, you know? Yeah. So like you can't really... And sad people are kind of mad. Like they're mad at themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's like not a lot you can do about this situation here. Yeah. But so you would choose anger too? I would choose anger, yeah. Yeah. Question of the week. How do you process your emotions? Whether it be sadness um anger maybe even happiness um what about your coping mechanisms share them with us we'd love to hear them because you know we can always get better and as we've said before we're still trying to improve our change management uh process model for dealing with emotions you think what we do is healthy are you a licensed therapist who is willing to give us three minutes let us know yeah i would love to go to therapy afraid yes that with that caveat (laughs) um thanks for tuning in this week follow us and like us wherever you get your podcasts as well as on youtube follow us on social media twitter tiktok and instagram and tune in again next thursday for another episode of apologetically me bye